Well, good morning, everyone. So I'm going to start out with a couple of uh, parish announcements first. I know they can get kind of long at the end of Mass, so let me talk about two of them now with you. Um, first, the first is regarding the St. Joseph's Social Care Center we have here in town. They are in great need of food and cash donations at this time. You know, there are many families in our community who, who are hungry and need food assistance. And I just, we just found out last week that the food bank shelves at St. Joe's are, are going empty. Um, we were, they told us that, you know, they normally bring in about 3,500 pounds of food donations a week, but recently they're only getting about 500 pounds. And we, you know, we have that big box over there in, front, in the front corner of the church by the St. Joseph statue. And that is for non-perishable food donations to the St. Joseph Food Bank. So my brothers and sisters, let's get that thing filled up. And let's do that every week. You know, hungry families really need our help now. And so, you know, when you're out grocery shopping and you see those, you know, two for one deals or or buy one, get one half price, you know, pick that second item up for the food bank. Um, especially canned vegetables. That's something they said they really need. And here's how you can truly get the best charitable bang for your buck, my friends. When you buy that food, purchase it with, with script cards that you buy from our parish. That's the second thing I want to plug here in my announcements. You know, we, we mention this often, but we really want to get more people involved in this. Um, utilizing the, these script gift cards is an incredible way to raise money for our school and our parish. And the best part about it is that it doesn't cost you a dime extra. We sell these script cards for numerous vendors around town in which the vendor donates a portion of your purchase back to our parish. And that portion can range from 5 to 20% of every purchase you make with it. And get this, um, one of our parish staff members heard about a church and school in, in Kansas, I believe, that sells script. And they are able to pay the entire cost of their teacher salaries through scripts sales alone. That is incredible, my friends. That's what happens when we get everyone to buy into it. So please, start using script. You know, check out the wide selection of vendors we have. There's someone in the back of the church after every mass selling them. And you can stop at the parish office across the street Monday through Friday. You can browse through all the vendors we have as well and buy cards there. Okay, so thank you everyone for letting me make that announcement before we begin. Now, let's dive into this incredibly powerful and rich gospel reading we have today. You know what? Christianity is, is unique among religious among religions because of our belief in the intensity of God's love and God's closest to us and God's desire to forgive us. 
You know, in some religions, there is no personal relationship with God. In some, some of them, God is not forgiving. Or if God is forgiving, there is no personal relationship, you know. Or there's, you know, some limited belief of God as being a forgiving God. So Christianity is unique. And that is not surprising since only Christians enjoy the fullness of God's self-revelation in Jesus Christ. God the Father revealed himself to us in his Son and revealed his closeness to us and desire to forgive us. You know, at the time of Jesus, there were rabbis who taught that there was a limit to the number of times you can forgive someone. They said you should forgive three times, but after that you're off the hook. So when, Be- when Peter asked Jesus today in this gospel if he, if he should forgive seven times, he was being generous, more than double what was expected of them at the time. And Jesus responded, no, not just seven times, but 77 times. In other words, there is to be no limit to our forgiveness. And to teach us, then Jesus proceeds to tell this parable. And I love how Jesus uses hyperbole in his parables. Um, A king, he talks about a king who forgave a servant a huge sum of money owed to him. You know, so you have, do you wonder how much, how much did he really owe? Well, the translation we hear doesn't tell it. It only says he owed him a huge amount. But that's not what the original Greek says. It, the, the original Greek literally says that the amount that the servant owed the king was 10,000 talents. Well, one talent was worth about 20 years wages for a simple day laborer. When you do the math, that means it would take that person roughly 200,000 years to pay back that debt. So of course, you know, this amount was so huge that the servant could never pay it back. Yet he begged the master, please be patient with me, I'll pay you back. It was so huge, it's impossible. And that's the point. The, forg- the king, he forgave the servant anyways. But what happens? Then this servant, <laughs> he meets a fellow servant of his who only, who only owes him, you know, a set a small amount. What he really owes him is a hundred denarii. And a, denar- a denarius, that was one day's wages. He, owed, he simply owed a hundred days wages. Um, anyone who has a house mortgage, you know, you know your mortgage is more than that. Um, so what this guy owed him was nothing compared with the 200,000 years wages that he had just been forgiven by the king. So nevertheless, he doesn't forgive and is then punished by the king. So the point of Jesus' parable is that the debt The debt of our sin is beyond what we can humanly pay back to our Heavenly Father. We can't do it on our own, brothers and sisters.
Jesus and Jesus alone paid that price for us in Calvary. When someone offends us, Jesus asks us to forgive, not just seven times, but 77 times. In other words, stop counting. Just forgive always. We have been forgiven 200,000 years wages by God through Jesus. And when someone offends us, we are asked to forgive the paltry sum of 100 days wages by comparison. Jesus himself leads us in forgiving. And as for us, he's, he's a model for us in forgiving those who have hurt us. And we see this throughout his ministry, especially during his passion. Here's a couple things just to point out. You know, when Jesus and the apostles were in Gethsemane, soldiers came from the Sanhedrin to arrest him. And there was a scuffle and a, a fight and Peter pulled out his sword and cut off the ear of one of the servants of the high priest. His name was Malchus. But Jesus told Peter to put his sword away. He touched the ear of Malchus and he healed it. Jesus forgave and physically healed the one who came to arrest him. And then during the trial, before the high priest, one of the offenders punched and slapped Jesus. And Jesus responded calmly, simply asking him to point out whatever he said that was untrue. And then when Jesus was being crucified, he prayed for those crucifying him. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And at the very moment when the nails were being driven into his hands, what we see in Jesus is his forgiveness. And then after Jesus' resurrection, when, when Peter and the others, they were fishing by the Sea of Galilee, and Jesus appeared to them on the shore, and he's cooking fish over a charcoal fire. When they came ashore for breakfast, <laughs> Three times, Jesus asked Peter if he loved him. And each time, Peter professed his love for Christ. And each time, Jesus asked him to, to feed his sheep, to look after his flock. That corresponds to the three times during Christ's passion when Peter was warming himself by a charcoal fire. And he denied Jesus three times to people who questioned him. And now three times by another charcoal fire, Jesus asked Peter if he loves him and Jesus restores Peter again. So once again, we see the forgiveness of Christ. Forgiving is not easy. We all know that. It's not easy and, and it may be difficult depending on the person and events involved. But it really is the only way forward, my friends. If we do not forgive, then we are not free. Forgiveness brings freedom. And the forgiveness God expects us to offer others is one that comes from the heart. 
and note that a lack of forgiveness on our part will result in us being handed over to the torturers. That's what Jesus says in this parable. You'll be handed over to the torturers. These are serious words. By torturers, we should understand that the sin of not forgiving another brings with it much interior pain. When we hold on to anger, we can say that this tortures us in a certain way. Sin always has this effect upon us, and it is for our good. It is a way in which God constantly challenges us to conversion. So thus, the way to freedom from this interior form of torture by our sin is to overcome that sin. And in this case, to overcome the sin of withholding forgiveness. So brothers and sisters, I think today's gospel invites us to reflect upon the calling God has given us to forgive in the fullest extent. If we still sense anger in our heart towards another, then keep working at it. Forgive over and over. You know, it's a choice, not a feeling. Pray for that person. Refrain from judging them or condemning them. Forgive and forgive and forgive again. And you can be certain God's abundant mercy will also be given to you. Amen.